Hi everybody, welcome to the Leeds Rhinos Treble Winners. Going on, oh no! Hi everybody, start that again. It's because Reese isn't here, but we'll come to that in a minute. Welcome to the Leeds Rhinos Treble Winners 2024 podcast, kindly sponsored by ACDMB, who are a branding and creative design agency based in Farsley, Leeds. They create standout brands. So, for any companies out there that need a brand new logo or a brand refresh, just get in touch. With A, C, D, and B. There's no Reese. Can anybody remember? Shout at your screens, shout in your headphones, shout at the car, shout at the radio, however you're listening and watching to this. Can anybody remember what news, what Reese, what happened with Reese recently? That's correct. It's the second day of the trial. From everybody at the Lot Pod, from everybody, all Lead Rhinos fans, I'm sure you can all agree. We wish Reese all the very best on this trial. He is up in court and um I'm sure he'll come through because I think he's got the same legal team that Morgan Knowles did from last year's grand final. So you can only hope that that team will get him off the hook. So Reese isn't here, but I do have two of my regulars, of our regulars with me in Cameron and Mark. How are you guys? All good, mate. Thank you. Even better today. Yeah, it's been brilliant. This is a a, a transfer update podcast because obviously there's been... Four major topics, two in particular, that have been announced just this week from the Leeds Rhinos. And we're going to discuss all of those, all the latest signings we've made. And we're also going to share our opinions on the new disgusting 2024 home shirt. But we'll save our opinions later on the shirt. We'll, we'll come to that later. Um, I think the perfect place to start, I think Mark and Cameron agree, joining in the YouTube comments, by the way, we do live stream all of our podcasts is Paul Momorowski, um, a 27-year-old centre, previously at the Roosters, the Storm, Penrith. Um, is this Dunk, Dunk, Duncan, I called you them, Mark, the perfect <laughs> Nene McDonald replacement, or is it an upgrade? Um, well, from what I can see, just for him turning up, it's an upgrade, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Inch out of play, invisible man. So straight away, that's an upgrade. Nene uh, who? <laughs> exactly, yeah. His uh, pedigree certainly a lot bigger and better. So, yeah, good age. Got some good experience, but it's some good clubs. NRL winner? NRL winner with the Panthers. So he's been in some good systems. Playing this is the start of this podcast. This is the start, talking about an NRL winning centre. Exactly. This is the and starter. <laughs> Looks like Cameron, do you agree with that? Paul Momorowski, do you think he's an yeah. upgrade on Nene? Certainly How on paper, when you compare the two players and the, the, their pasts before joining Leeds, um, 
you know, Mark touched on it. You know, there's he's got a better history. Maybe not with injuries, I suppose, but like the teams he's played for and the magnitude of the fixtures that he's played in are certainly a lot higher. Um, you know, there's a lot been said about Nene's attitude. Now, obviously, I'm not inside the club. I've never met Nene, so I won't be able to tell you about his attitude. But it's okay, don't you know, play when... for us now. We can call him a dickhead. <laughs> But when you've been in cultures like the cultures that he's been in Australia, you'd expect that he would have a very good attitude regardless of what Nene's is. Yeah. So he should be a good character to bring into the uh, the dressing room. He's gonna he's he's sort of in his prime years at twenty seven, which is I think when you're in a situation like we're in with a lot of good young players, recruiting people that age, uh you know, sort of twenty six to twenty nine that's sort of the perfect age bracket because you're bringing in people in their prime who are going to bring out the best in these young players so that they can hit their prime and be really, really good in the next few years. So all thumbs up for me. And I think, as you touched on, the fact that this signing has kind of gone under the radar with not just the rugby league world, but with Leeds fans, shows you the magnitude and the brilliance of the business we've done so far. I agree. And I think Cameron makes a good point there, Mark, on that. Momorovsky is 27 years old. It's a two-year deal, potentially going into a three or four. We don't know that yet. But in two years' time, Mark, that's two years of further development for the likes of Max Simpson. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. you've got the nail on the head. Um, we all know what our blueprint was from 2002, three onwards, through the golden generation. So we recruited well. We did our research on the players we brought in. Of course, you're not going to get the New Zealand fullback like we've got a Brent Webb or a Danny Badiris, but you can still recruit quality if you do your research well. Mm-hmm. And for me, this is what we've got wrong for so long over the last four or five years. But now it looks yeah. like we've we've had a reset. Last year were a wake-up call. We've got together with now some massive sponsorship deal, which blows everybody else out of water in Super League. And now we've, we've got the pennies to go play again. So, long may it continue for me. Do you feel, Cameron... Oh, wow, a bit of feedback there. Do you feel, Cameron, (laughs) that Mark says there, everything kind of... It was almost as if the club had to put all the pieces of this puzzle together before pulling the trigger on the bigger deals that we'll speak speak about shortly. But do you feel now... Because I feel now, as a Leeds Rhinos fan, talking right now, that the club and everything that's happened, not just with the signings we've made, but with this enormous sponsorship deal, I feel like the club now is in a place where it hasn't been for quite some time. Would you agree with that, Cam? Oh, yeah, I'm on cloud nine. Um, I'm, I'm already looking at Wigan, you know, Super League champions and thinking, I mean, I might be a bit arrogant and whatnot, but I'm already thinking, you know, we're, I feel like we're coming for you now. Like, I've oh, not yeah. had that feeling for so long. But just to be able to actually feel like a big club again for so long it feels like we've been doing things on the cheap and you know not really doing the things that you'd expect the biggest club in, in British rugby league to do but to to make I mean I know people moaned about oh we wanted a signing when that sponsorship deal was announced but to me that was a major statement of intent in of itself because of the the financial power that it's it's given us it was a statement of we're, we're here, we're still the biggest club, we've got the money to back that up and as you've already seen, we've spent that money and I don't think there's two players that you could feasibly get in Super League right now that would would be better buys for Leeds than the money, than the money that we've spent there. 
Yeah, I agree. Just back on Momorowski, Mark, do you think he should partner Hanley or Fussy Tua? Or do you think it's a case of him and Newman being fluid, perhaps, and if it's not working one side, switch them, switch them both over? Um, it's a good question. I mean, from what I've seen of him, he's comfortable left or right. Um, for me personally, let's get Newman in his favoured side. Yeah, get him playing well. Let's get him concentrating on his rugby. And, you know, leave all the other crap behind from this year. Because let's face it, when he's when he's on it, when he's on his rugby, there's no there's no centre that comes near him in our competition. I don't care what I'd argue about... there's no player. Hmm. Personally, I'd argue but, there's no player that comes close to him. Or, you know, or, uh, I know um, he's had a good season at Wigan. What's he called him with big nose? Wardle. Wardle, yeah, that's the name. I know he's had a good season, but for me, Newman on form. I like how it went. I like, sorry, I like how it was him with the big nose. Well, I, I mean, think of him, I think, yeah, that was the clarification we need. <laughs> he's just a big schnoz, and he like a big token. And to be fair, he's had a great season. He's yeah, in his yeah. spot on merit. He's been the form centre, good on him. But for me, when we get all the crap and the uh, away from Newman's head and mouth, when he focuses on his rugby league, there's not a centre in English rugby league to touch him. He just isn't. So, I think we work on where he wants to play, and then Momorowski can play on on the opposite side. Yeah, we have got that versatility now of you know Miller joining the line as well. Yeah. So we've strike there. I mean, let's not forget is you know what I mean. Australian international rugby sevens player is Lightning. Yeah, he's, he's, he's another good addition. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's whatever for me. It's whatever side Newman's more naturally. Comfortable in having you work around them then because what we're asking to play left or right. We've we've made a, a couple of major signings. Do you think like we, we've we've also we've made three others as well, like Momorowski, Frawley, and Miller Cam. Do you think because of the monumentalness of one in particular, which obviously we're going to come to in Brody Croft, do you think Momorowski, Miller, Frawley can almost feel a bit more free in terms of their play because the spotlight is 100% going to be on definitely on Brody Croft for the fee and the marquee, but also Andy Ackers because we've paid a fee for Andy yeah. Ackers as well. So do you think the other three I mentioned there can perhaps feel a little less of the spotlight on those and the pressure? I'd like to think they put pressure on themselves to perform at mm. uh, such a big club. But I think there's, a, you know, the pressure... The pressure from just the Super League fan base, and so not just Leeds fan base, but like every single fan base, they'll all be watching Brodie Croft at start next year going, is he going to be the same player at Leeds as he was at, at Salford? And that's only natural. But I do think it, it will free up those three players. And I think, look, there's been a lot said about, about Matt Frawley, and it might work out to be the perfect foil the kind of boring half it was going to allow the other players around him to shine. I do feel like he can he can be that for Leeds. Mm. But obviously no one's really excited about him, but no one's really that excited. No, well, because of these other signings, people have kind of like forgotten Miller and Momorowski. Which is, like Mark says, which is madness, but it's kind it's of madness. where we're at now as a club. And, uh, but, and, and Miller, I said this to somebody today, and I'll say it, I'll say it now, I'll put it in the public domain. I could see Miller winning Man of Steel. I'd, 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 I'd be more inclined to put a bet on Miller winning Man of Steel than Brodie Croft, to be honest. Wow. Not, that's not a slight on Brodie Croft. I just, I just think Miller's just going to be 
electric. He's he's sort of got the pace of Jayfield, but he's bigger than Jayfield. He's sort of a better athlete than Jayfield, and we've seen how good he can be at Wigan. So I don't see any reason why Miller can't be as good, if not better, for Leeds. Now that might end up with egg in my face if this don't go, you know, don't go according to plan. But certainly he's got all That's the. That's usually me, Cam. So it'll be quite refreshing if it's you. <laughs> yeah, true. But to me, he's got all the raw attributes to be one of Super League's premier players next year. And you look at the attacking options that we could have, you know, Miller, Croft, I know he's a standoff, so you might think of him as a creator, but he's just as much as a just an attacking weapon as anyone else. And then you're going to have Harry Newman, Momorowski, Handley, Fusatua. They're all very dangerous attacking players. And it's it's... It's an embarrassment of riches in a lot of ways. And look at us now, we're purring. And, uh, and, uh, and if you set that up in a particular way, you could have a very deadly edge. You know, if you want to go handling Newman Croft all on one edge, you know, that's that's really scary. But even if you just swap them, swap them around a bit, it's still going to be deadly. Do you agree with that, Mark? Do you think there's a nice mixture now of kind of marquee players, overseas players, a bit of all sorts on this 2024 recruitment? <laughs> It's certainly, it's certainly got more threat about it. It's got a better oh, balance. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculously much more quality than we've had it last three or four years. It's ridiculous because just adding on what Cameron said there, you can split left or right. Because yeah. you, you can have Croft, Newman, Ali on one side, Miller, Momorowski, Fussy on the other side. So and you've got Akers directing things now. Who knows? Reese You've got Croft, Gannon, who, who knows Acker's inside out, which yeah. straight away with so 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 how Miller plays, he can read off that, and then you, obviously I know I'm not convinced about for all yet, and I remain to be convinced. I'll hopefully say that, but if them two can settle and play off Acker's and Croft, then we've got some serious strike now, and there's no excuses to see like Gannon and Martin as halfbacks. No. Forgetting how Cam Smith plays is an extra pivot at 13 as well. Yeah. He's going to have just on Cam, you're making an amazing point there as always, but just on Cam there, Mark, with, with this squad that we've brought from for the lot pod all last year, we were kind of saying, you know, we need these halves and yeah. etc. Now they're all here, Mark. Yeah. Are we really going to see Cam go to even a higher level in 2024? Yeah, because he can pick and choose his, his time. We know, he, we, know, we know he's comfortable as a, as a standard back rower. Hmm. But he has yeah. got a good rugby brain and a good pass on him. So we're not going to see it coming. All this year when we've had him and whoever else were there, Invisible Man and Wheelie bin number seven and all that, and then Ego at six, you could see everything were coming through camp because it was the only, only threat we had. Yeah. Now they're not going to see it coming. Is he going to come straight up middle through camp and Ackers? Is he going to come left from Croft and... Ali, right from Miller, Momoros. We've got strike all over the place. I agree. Ginny in our YouTube comments says, oh my word, all this sounds so good after the nightmare of 2023. We agree. Ginny, this is the start. We're only 15 yep. minutes into this thing. Uh, Cam, just back to Cam Smith. Do you agree with Mark there and kind of how with all these additional superstars, and there are superstars around him, we can see his game even elevate to a a level we've not even seen yet, which is quite scary. Yeah, I picking up on something Mark said, I, you know, I want to make it abundantly clear that 
you know, we all everyone's quick to praise uh, Morgan Knowles and you know NRL bound Morgan Smithy. So I've never praised any of those. Well, I mean, I mean, outside of this podcast, uh, outside of me, <laughs> yeah, because oh, they do all the hard work. You know, they're really physical, right? And then you've got the other side of the fence. You know, praising like John Asiata and Joe Westerman. You know, for being yeah. ball playing thirteens. Cam Smith can do both of them bloody perfectly. He can just be the hard man in the middle who does shit tons of work. He made the second most tackles in Super League last year, and if he did not miss the last game of last year, he'd have been top. And but also he's freaking brilliant with the ball in hand. He's, like he is the perfect perfect. Yeah, and he's got a mullet. He's the perfect modern thirteen. You know, he's everything you want in a thirteen distilled into into one player. And the fact that he's not getting picked for England really irks me. But I do think by putting quality players around him, you should get more out of him. And that should be true of the, the rest of the squad, all those sort of young players who are just edging closer and closer to those sort of prime, that prime age of about 25 onwards. Mm-hmm. You know, your Harry Newmans, your Cam Smiths, your uh, Mick, even Mikhail Letsky's, you know, still young and still has potential. We to have get such better. a good squad, oh my God. Yeah, like all those players should be now lifted up another few levels by the players that are that are around them especially someone like Momorowski who's been who's played with the best in class I'd like to think he'd be able to be a, a good character in that dressing room and really rub off on on those young players and bring them up a few notches it's quite coincidental that you said that just to kind of finish up on Momorowski uh, Duncan was supposed to be on this podcast but he had to pull out at the last moment uh, so he sent me a few messages just to read it. And on Momorowski, Duncan says, he is a different style of centre to Nene, strong, physical and solid defensively. He's a great addition. He's been playing well the last few years in the NRL with the Storm, Pampers and Roosters. He's been around clubs with a winning mentality and a good culture. Hopefully, he can be one of the leaders we lacked last year in the dressing room. So that's the first part of the podcast. That's just almost 20 minutes on Paul Momorowski. On to another new signing. Pretty much, it was an enormous announcement, to be honest, when we announced not one player, but two. When we announced Brodie Croft and Andy Ackers have both signed three-year deals with the Rhinos. Quite a monumental bit of news, to be honest. We'll start with Andy Ackers. 29-year-old hooker, England international. Is this, this might sound stupid, Mark, but is this... What did we require a hooker, or do you feel this is like an added extra to the squad, Mark? For me personally, I always thought our priority was half backs and full back, and maybe a, a big prop, a monster prop. So, this is just a, a tasty treat for us Leeds fans. Yeah, so, for me, this is this is you know, I mean, the biggest cherry on top of a transfer cake because I agree, got, we've yeah. got this top target, and then oh, look, look, look at Mag, he's brought his best mate with him and all. Yeah. I'm not his best mate in England died. You know what I mean? It's not it's it's not um it's not just you know here to make the numbers up. He's gonna start at nine and again I will you know babe, I've really rate Jared O'Connor, but it's gonna work good for him. You know, like Cam was touching before, we've all touched on that these players helping the younger players. Yeah. Akers is a few years ahead of Jared. I mean, let's face it, Jared's only been playing a hooker eighteen months. Yeah, Most of the last year we're playing behind a beaten pack and with no halfbacks. Mm. So he's gonna have Croft and that Croft behind him, Lucky Miller, and he's gonna have Akers in front of him to learn off. So he's gonna take his game to a next level as well. 
And also, on the bench, he, he can fill two roles because he can play a back row as well. Yeah. Solid defender. He hits hard. He runs hard. Mm. So he's still got that in, in his locker. So, yeah, that, that, it was a great, a great surprise. And, um, yeah, very clever. Very astute signing, that. Matthew Clough in our YouTube comments says, Croft is the best six in the competition and Ackers is the best nine in the competition. So high praise from Matthew. Uh, just on Andy Ackers, Cam, do you, do you agree with me and Mark in that perhaps not something that was of a critical need in a hooker, but to sign the best hooker in the league or, well, an England international is just remarkable, really. To me, it shows that we're really taking our recruitment seriously this year because although nine wouldn't have been a priority for any of us, and myself included in that, I do feel like it was still something, you know, it was like something, oh, maybe we could and should address it simply because, you know, I love Jared and I don't, I think Corey Johnson has it in him to be a good, they're a good player, but running with them to, for, you know, for a full season, I'm not sure. Like right now, you know, we're thinking we can compete next year. I'm not sure you would be thinking quite that you could compete. And that's not no slant on those two players. I just think they may be not quite at that level yet. By signing Andy Akers, it's shown that actually we've got a really holistic view of recruitment this year. And our aim is to stop the transition talk and really go for it and go at it. I think on Akers, I think the fact that I've seen a lot of St. Helens fans lamenting the fact that they haven't got Andy Akers. Tells you everything you need to know. You know they've had the best nine, probably in Super League history for the, you know for the last sort of twenty years, and they're wishing that Andy Akers were replacing him. Yeah, and we've got we've got him. He's the perfect age. He's twenty nine, and you might some fans, some like rival fans might think, oh, he's at the end of his peak years. But I always find Akers can tend to go a little bit longer for some reason, and also he's just going to be able to. Like, He's gonna yeah exactly. He's gonna be able to pass that experience on to on to Jared and on to to Corey. And the two biggest selling points for me is one, he requested the move. Um, yes, you know, big you know, tick. That is a massive tick. And for he me. brought his mate with him. <laughs> yeah, the fact that you know when he heard Leeds will come calling, he was like, and Salford have said in the, said in their statement that they wanted to keep him, but he said now I want to go. That's a massive. That's massive for me because that shows he buys into what we're trying to do, and he wants to be a part of it. And the other thing is, is his or his pre-existing relationship with Brodie Croft. I think when you're putting together what is essentially an entirely new spine, and the club have decided we need an entirely new spine, being able to essentially already have half of that complete and combined, and already know the ins and outs of each other's game is a massive boost because it could have taken us a while to start the season and really get into the groove of things. But starting the season with two players who already know each other very well, Charlotte, we're, it's gonna, they're going to be effective together from the start. Uh, Cam says there, Mark, that Akers, he has said, you know, when Leeds showed interest, Akers just said, look, I, I'm leaving. I want to sign for Leeds. We've been on this podcast, we've, we've been, myself, usually me and Duncan will say, where well, Leeds Rhinos, we're the biggest club in the world. We should go out and be signing these players. Do you feel, Mark, that perhaps some fans, us, whoever, have kind of underestimated the size of Leeds Rhinos recently? Or has that just been, have the club kind of made us forget that with just with how recruitment's been over the past few years? 
I, I think there's a bit of both. From one mm. side, uh, we all know what route the club have taken on recruitment. And it's, it's not worked. Pure and simple, it's not worked. Uh, they've gone for a few projects and they've got a reputation. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'll never fault them for going Trent Merrin. I won't fault them for going big on Setavano. Yeah. But it didn't work out. So I don't, I don't blame the club for that. It's you know it's the other where else we've gone like Caesar, all this stuff with Austin and messing around. You know, Myler getting deal after deal after deal. You think you'd come up with better than that? Also, yeah. I'm feeling the same point. I don't care where we've been the last five years with Leeds Rhinos. So if we want to play, we go fucking sign him. No where where Leeds we're coming for him. There's your deal. If you do you want to know, Akers, yeah, I'll have some of that. Croft, yeah, I'll have some of that. I'm not interested in what them eight fingered, brain dead, cash converter weirdos over Pennines think. <laughs> he come, he come. Yeah, he looked good. He didn't he walk around that pitch with his kids, didn't he? Look, oh, he, he was devastated. He was truly devastated walking around that. Dragging kicking world. Trouble. I mean, God. <laughs> so the, the reality is, Wigan, Wigan, again, back to Wigan, they've led the way. Well, last, last couple of years, although plastic scousers won last year, but in terms of recruitment, we're going to have gone right. Jake Warden, we're having him, Toby yeah. King, we're having him, right? We're losing KPS Paul, we're having Sam Walters. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They've just gone out and got him. We're having Tyler Dupree, and Luke Thompson. Luke Thompson, what some if they could do it, we could do it. We're as big as them, yeah. Bigger. Do you know how bigger than them? It, bigger than them. About time, yeah. and for so long. One thing, as you know, I've said time and time again, we've created this excuse culture. Oh, we're in transition. Oh, you can't always have a golden generation. Mm-hmm. No, you don't go out and buy a Kevin Sinfield. You don't go out and buy a Danny Maguire or a Rob Burrow. But what yeah. you do, you stick to the blueprint. You stick to the intention and the plan and the DNA of that type of player. Yeah. You know, like North Queensland, we're not going to go out and get another Jonathan Thurston. Jonathan Thurston, no. But they are gonna they're still gonna look at that kind of quality, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? As an example. Mm. So it's about time for me. And yeah, you're right. We are biggest clubbing. So if we want them, we're gonna go second. And while they're, you know what I mean, getting their fan base to share the gyro with them, we're taking the best players. Um we I've said on this podcast on more than one occasion, so so did Duncan that we should spend in fact, we said it on the season review. I think we were both on it. I think a few yeah. of us mentioned how, if because at the time when we did the season review, it was on Sky that I think Jenna Brooks said that Brody Croft was being linked heavily with Lee. And we kind of said, if he's available and he's going to Lee, Leeds must make a play for him. And if it's 300 grand, then go and buy him. Now, by all accounts, we've signed both Akers and Croft. For three hundred grand, this is an absolute steal, is it not, Cameron? Oh, absolutely! T- two of the Both best for three hundred grand. Yeah, two of the best players in Super League for less than half a million. That's you know, it's insane. It's it's insanely good and exactly what we should be doing. The club, the size that we are, I think you know, Mark, Mark, Mark hit it on the head. This is well. This, we've, we should be. Do, we should have been doing this since 2016. To be honest, mm. I understand there's been reasons where, maybe why we haven't done it. But end of the day, we're Leeds Rhinos, and we should be going out and signing the best in class. Do you think it's? Um, I, I, I kind of sorry, Cam. I kind of mentioned earlier about 
the massive new sponsorship deal do you, and that puzzle, do you think that sponsorship deal had to come, had to get over the line, had to be announced for the club to be like, right, now we've got this big wedge of money in the bank. We can go and buy these players and get these finalised. Because to me, that was way too coincidental. Oh, yeah, I think I think it all comes together. I think ultimately the club have made a decision after the end of last year that this is, it, transition's got to stop and we've got to actually start going out and doing things. And sometimes, I know when we had the golden generation, it was, it was less about signing players from other teams and it was more about the players that we already had. But so, sport will always work like that. And sometimes you've just got to go out and write and and spend and spend a bit of money. So I think the club made a conscious decision that we're going to spend money and we're going to show intent, and that 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 will get us back to to where we want to be. And I think they secured that sponsorship deal under the proviso. And I feel like this is this is where the fact that I can't remember the the poor fella's name now, but the the owner of AMT is a big Leeds fan, yeah, a Rhino fan. And I feel like, you know, that... that the club that, just that lent on that, haven't they? Yeah, the, fan. Would you, would you like to buy Brody Croft and Andy Ackers for us? <laughs> Pretty much, I feel like that's probably... I bet that's happened in, the, in my mind. In the, that's exactly what happened. happened. You know, because if I... If, if I, I had that kind of money, I'd do it. Exactly. If, if, I, uh, if I owned a, a company that made 60 million a year or, or whatever it is that they make and Leeds wanted a agree a sponsorship deal, exactly, agree a sponsorship deal... I don't to, think it's to, enough. I think you should up. spend some more. Yeah, I do too. Um, I, I just think the club have sort of drawn a line and gone enough, and they're they're really attacking things things now. And the off on field and the off field are symbiotic, and you know they influence each other. Finan you know you, you financially you've got to be able to have the spending power to do what we've done, but you're only going to have that spending power financially if you're having success on the field so the cl the club have gone big sponsorship deal make some big signings and you know and no doubt the philosophy will be is those signings work we start having success again generate more money and then next year we can go out and spend more money to improve improve the squad even more if we need to well you should always recruit but you know what i mean yeah that's the second signing the third signing, obviously the biggest one, was announced at the same time as Andy Ackers. Brodie Croft on a three-year deal, standoff from Salford, 2022, Man of Steel. I'm fairly certain he scored against us in the 2018 World Club He Challenge. was excellent that day. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain he scored, definitely scored and got two assists. Um, is this, Mark, the biggest signal of intent from Leeds since... Jamie Peacock, Danny Baderas. Yeah, definitely. It's up there with that area where we like Brent Webb, like yeah. you said, GP, Danny Baderas. Um, and it had to be done. It, it just had to be done. We we couldn't we couldn't be dicking around with projects or journeymen, as bins never will be. It, it were clear, it's been clear for twelve months that financially, Salford they're, they're, they're in the shit out there. Yeah, they're going. They're in big, big, big trouble. When when you're when you're begging fans to go get a cash converters load to fund them, you know what I mean? It's it, it's desperation, isn't it? It's disgusting as well. But at the same time, the, 
Last time they had a star halfback, we missed out on Hastings. Yeah. Didn't we end up at Wigan? Yeah. So this time it's like we we, we need we we need a star man to build around who can take us around the park, whose quality matches the contract. And it's it's one of them now. We've got the sponsorship. We've got the man. Now now the season tickets are going to go through the We've roof. got the treble. That's what you're telling me, Mark. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. We're in for all three. We're, we're not, the transition is bullshit. It's gone out of window. The, the, don't get me wrong. For the first five or six weeks, it might be a bit bumpy. Yeah, I agree. For all the and I think we've got a set expectation like that. But the intention's there now. We've yeah. got the man. The man. Not, we haven't got a, a decent six. We've got the six. The prime six of the league. Five six in Super League. And it's not even dispute. I don't see a six in Super League coming near him. No, there isn't Great. one. Biggest signal of intent from since Buderas and Peacock Cam. Do, do you agree with everything Mark's saying? Absolutely, I think. I do. This is the signing everybody wanted Leeds to make. And I, for a long time, I don't think anyone really thought we were going to do it because we've, we've shown that lack of ambition for so long. The only other signing, signing that I would have sort of accepted would have been, you know, yeah, signing to well, yeah, signing somebody like Mikey Mikey Lewis. It was for me. It kind of I was like, it has to be Lewis or it has to be Croft. They're, they're, they're the two options that are the only two acceptable ones. And of the two, Lewis might go on to be an absolutely mint player. He probably will. Um, but for now, Croft is the better player because he's Croft is miles better than Mikey Lewis. Yeah, he, I can say that his, now. He's, he's he's in his he's in his absolute prime. He's, he's in his um, prime. He's better looking. Um, he's got you know. Won twenty twenty two Man of Steel and he's been blowing amber, so he's miles better than my yeah. And he, he just is the best. He's just the best six in the league. Look, so Wigan fans might. Are we talking about the best six in the world now? Is this is this where we're getting? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Wigan fans might throw the Bevan French at me, but at the end of the day, Bevan, Bevan French is a winger. He's, yeah, he's a fullback playing six. He's not. He's not a six. If we're talking proper six, Brody Croft head and shoulders above everyone on the season ticket point. He's the kind of player that when he's on, I would go watch a game just to watch him play. Like Salford, Salford have sort of been the best team to watch except for Leeds for the last two years, pretty much because of Brodie Croft. He's so enjoyable to to watch when he's on, and I just I feel like we're we're putting in. God, every, I can't wait. <laughs> exactly, we're putting everything in place for him to be that player at Leeds because he got service from Andy Ackers. Well, we've brought Andy Ackers. We've with got him. Andy Ackers as well. Yeah. <laughs> and Muller and, and Frawley. And, and on the and Momorowski. <laughs> and on the point of he didn't want to come to Leeds, you can be happy where you are, but still yeah. happy where you're going. Mm-hmm. Like you can still be sad to leave Salford. And I'm not doubt he is, because Salford are giving him a new Maybe lease of life. Yeah. You know. And credit to him for that. But the, everything that's come out from the club sort of today shows me that he he wants to be here. I love that interview when he talks about silverware. I just I feel like he's he, coming. I can, I can fe- feel him going. This is my chance to win some uh, win a competition, do you know. And I feel like that's going to be the vibe of Andy Akers. I feel like the whole spine are going to come in next year, going, yeah, we we're here to win the league. 
to, to yeah to, to 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 really to win things to be to be the best. I don't really remember the last time where it felt like we were signing players. Every player is always going to say we're going to sign silver. We 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 want to win silverware, no matter if you sign him for even if London Broncos sign someone, they're going to they they kind of got to say we want to win silverware, no matter how unrealistic that is. But this time it actually feels like a real statement of intent. And this this is what we should have done with Hastings, like Mark said. So, you know, this was our this was our second chance at, at sort of doing doing that, getting that right, yeah. And we and we we've 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 got it we've got it bang on. Mm. And Agreed. you know, there's just there's just not a bigger transfer that Leeds could have could have made at this moment in time, no. unless we find someone like Nathan Cleary. But that's not realistic, is it? We found the target. We knew the target. We hit the target. It's been mentioned there by both of you about season ticket sales and. Do you feel like these two signings in particular, as, as well as the others, but these two in particular in Ackers and Croft, Mark, do you feel like these are see, what I'd call season bums on seats, season ticket sale signings? Are the club off the back of this intent going to sell, do you reckon, bucket loads more of season tickets? Well, those that were 50-50 on renewal, they'll definitely yeah. renew. Yeah, yeah. We've got the others there who are going to take up more memberships and more season tickets. It's more shirts, more shirts, more, we'll come to know, that. more gear. It's got to be when you when you go through what we've gone through. And don't get me wrong, this isn't a world he's made. A lot of this is self inflicted. It's been mismanaged for too long. So you get to a point where you can only sell 10, 12, 13, 40, 15,000 season tickets on goodwill for so long. Mm. You can't this year. You want you you know full time against Cass that last game of season transition wasn't going to cut it. Project wasn't going to cut it. We've got a future plan for twenty six twenty seven with our youth policy that wasn't going to cut it. Yeah. This needed an uh, grenade sticking under it. Proper proper deals done by proper businessmen with proper intent. Mm-hmm. And let's it, it's more right enough of this shit. Let's have it. Let's get a grip and let's get back at it. And it's happened. Sponsorship, signings, and we're ready to go. I still think there'll be two or three more from, from you know, if the rumours to be believed. Maybe not marquee, mm-hmm. but, you know, I've heard a starting proper, maybe a possible another outside back, but we'll see. Well, and, you, um, you, you, make a good, you make a good point there, Mark, because... Gary Etherington came out today, even off the back of Brody Croft signing and Momorowski and Andy Ackers, etc., and said there's still we're still in the market for others. Yeah. If if that's the question, then Mark, and we have signed the players that we've been discussing, where else do you reckon the club should be looking at to try and strengthen even more than we already have? For me, it's the pack. I mean the outside back it's not really an issue for me because we we've still got kids there that you know, that at some point you've got to say, right, let, let's give him a go. You're like Alfie Angel. Max Simpson's going to come back. Max Simpson, yeah. So there's players there that are going to, at some point, they're going to have to be given a chance. I'm still a bit annoyed about Chembe going to uh, OKR, but he's gone. Fair play, good luck to him. So, but for me, we need we need some more grunt in that pack. I want I want another angry bastard. Another, <laughs> another Lissori type wrecking ball. <laughs> And, and I, I'll be honest and all, um, let's not forget we've got Gundam on coming. 
It's completely been forgotten. Yeah, Even yeah. In our YouTube comments have been mentioning him. We haven't mentioned him once. <laughs> yeah, but he's going to be a solid addition to pack. He'll be able to do some good work for us. But he's Anyone not that pushes James Donaldson further away from the starting 17 is good in my eyes. <laughs> Sorry, well, James. There you go. I mean, well, all you can say about Donaldson is that he's honest, he graphs, he'll always put his body out loud. Sorry, what was strange was he was front and centre of the new shirt release. I know, yeah, I couldn't remember what we saw that. I was thinking, oh no, where are we going here? What's going on here? He's definitely got pictures of something, hasn't he? Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. But always, Carry on, always, Matt. Sorry. To be fair to him, though, it is his testimonial three month or so. It, it is, is. yeah. So yes. maybe that's part of it as well. But I will say, though, when we move on to that shirt launch later, I've got. I really, really, really thought that were a great launch. The yeah, concept, well, the video. We'll come to that. Put a pin in it. Put a pin no, in we'll, it. We'll come we'll, to that. We'll that for now. Yeah, we'll but, come to that. For me, I want another angry bastard prop. And then I'm set. Cameron, Gary Edmonton talks about recruitment. Where do you think we need to potentially improve or add another? I think the intention for me, and this is you know tr uh, um, translated through all, all the signings that we've made so far, is let's we're going we're competing. Who are you competing with? Oh, we're competing with Wigan and St Helens. How do you compete with them? Well, we've matched. I feel like we've matched anything that they can throw at us in the in the backs. I feel like in the spine, we've we've now shown that we can match anything they throw at us in the spine. And I like our pack, I do. But you know, you look at Wigan signing Luke Thompson, and I know they're going to lose Morgan Smithies, and that's become more of a like for like swap than really adding a big name to an already big pack. But like, I feel yeah. like we we need to go out there and like. You know, sign. You know, sign a really big prop to take the ten shirt and just just sort of be the lead, you know the leader of the pack. So I'd be looking at right, you know, Ryan Ryan Sutton. You know, if you can get Tom Burgess, that would be grand. But I, I get the Tom Burgess is going to go if he's coming to the Super League. He probably he's only will. one destination. He's going to play with his brother over yeah. at Warrington. I cannot see him going anywhere else other than Warrington. Do you agree with that? That's if he's still got a job. <laughs> yeah. If he's not sacked. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Sutton, do you, do you think that's realistic? I don't see why not. Why not? You know what I mean? Why? If he's available, go get him. Exactly. See, the thing is now, because we have side quality, because we have got um, that intent, other players are going to look at that and say, yeah, they're looking to do some of I want some of that. Yeah, yeah, I could go be paid in paper bags on the table at Warrington to dick around and think I won't leave by April. But we all we all know the story. We all know the ending. And we all know that the, the well, the clowns out there, the pretenders. Yeah. There is. Um, so for, for next year, I think unless the club come out or it, it's kind of shown to me, in my opinion, we've obviously got Croft and Frawley, the halfbacks. And I know people keep messaging, Edit, you're obsessed with, I am obsessed with halfbacks because I just don't feel we have the depth there. So if Jack Sinfield is the third choice halfback, I can live with that. If Croft, Frawley, one of them is injured and it's Jack in game after game, however, I can live with that. If Rowan still doesn't think Jack's ready, 
and he's going to play this minor, minor part. I think we need another halfback. So I just think we're playing with fire. Last year, all right, these these two halfbacks are so far away, away. in terms of quality. I'll just mute a minute, Mark. In terms of Caesar and Austin, but one of these injured and. If Sinfield's in, I agree. If not, I think we need another half-back. That's easier said than done with no quarter spots left and only British players available. But unless Rowan says it's Jack, I think we're short there. It's been proven over many years. How many times have we seen Cam in the halves recent years? Cruz Lehman, Reese Martin. Would you agree with that, Cam? Do you reckon we're still a bit short in the halves? Or do you think it's just going to be Jack slash I think I think Myler being there, you know, say what you want about Myler. I do think he's been a, a good. He's ended up being a good servant to the club. It, it didn't look like it would be um, after those first two two seasons because he just wasn't what we needed, and we the club kidded themselves into thinking that he was because he wasn't the organising half back that we thought we were signing, um, or that we told ourselves we were, we were signing, um, and he's been a really good fullback. I think by by having Miller, Croft, and Frawley, you know, you free him up to just sort of cover fullback and 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 the halves. I think I'd only want another halfback. Really, I'd only if if Warney don't think Jack's up to you know up to filling in for five to ten games next year. But I feel like he would be okay with that. I feel like he, you know, I feel like next year should be that time where he's penciled in for about five games, up to ten if needed. Mm. Um, but I, I'm quite happy with where we are now in terms of, of spine spine cover. I think look, if if one if one of our halfbacks had a had like a season-ending injury very early on in the season, you'd obviously have to look at the market again. Then maybe, um, but you know that that's somewhat unlikely. You know, it's not. I guess we do. You make a good point. We've got a lot of better more options there, even if it is someone like Miller, which I think Andrew and Josh and Oliver mentioned in our, and Craig mentioned in our YouTube comments that Miller's played halves before. Yeah. I think, however this season ends, that being 2024 now, we cannot fault the club in terms of the transfers. No. They have, they've, they've thrown the money in, they've gone in deep, they've signed quality. You probably, like Mark said earlier, you and yourself, you're not going to get a better six and nine from the NRL. It would be a gamble. It would be a gamble. Player, that player from a, a squad that's perhaps not playing or like Momorowski in that kind of an edge player, as in edging uh, of squad, sorry. They've coughed up the money. And I think however this 2024 season ends with the grand final treble, if you ask me, we can't fault the owners and the directors and those involved. Would you, would you agree with that, Mark? They've kind of done their bit. They've put their hand in the pocket and said, right, there's the superstars. It's up to Rowan and the squad now to make this work. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm. There's nowhere to hide with this. Mm. No. You know, you know my, my, I'll be honest, at full-time against Castleford, Rowan would have been back on that plane on my own. Gone. Yeah. For me, it won't work it. Mm. A club have put in a lot of the bats in. And now they've got to sign the better quality. So over to him. But we can't have him pre-season dicking around like we were last year with things like Gallon at 
that standoff and this half-assed approach to pre-season games. We want to hit the ground running. We want to be fit, fitter, faster. And I want to see us be more aggressive. That's all on the coach. Mm. I, 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 don't, I don't believe for one second that any rugby league player, when they're going to pre-season or when they're going through the game plan and the shape, want to be a passive defensive line. Yeah. Because it looks so, so slow. Oh, no. It looks disinterested. It looks gutless. Mm. Yeah, uh, when we beat Wigan with 12 men, we were aggressive, we were angry, we ran harder, we tackled harder. And you think, then you think, right, we've turned the corner. Yeah, I've seen something in this squad. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure every fan must have been baffled thinking, what the fuck are we watching here? <laughs> you know what I mean? What's going on? It's not, it's like not the same team or not, not the same attitude. So for me, it's all on him now. He's got to come up with a plan. He's got to come up with the shape and the tactics. For me, with the halfbacks, I'm, 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 I like uh, Brian McLennan's approach. We're going to hold this shape, but you halfbacks, you call it. You call it as you see it on that pitch. And it yes. worked so long for us. Sinfield, Maguire, Burrow, Webb. You know, we've seen that. We've seen that pan out. We have to play for it as well now. Yeah, exactly. we've got the players who can carry out that. You could trust Brod Brody Croft and the Ackers, Miller, even Frawl. You can trust them to have enough experience, enough rugby nows, enough quality to say, right, heads up, this is where we're going and what how we're going to attack it. And trust them to implement that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then they live they live and die on that sword, you know. Exactly. If, if we if we if Rowan says to them, right, eyes up, play what you see. You know, play play it yeah. as you see it, but should it go wrong, that's it's your responsibility, you know. And when it goes right, we'll come on this platform like we do every week when it's right, and we coo and we purr and say you're all the best players in the world. And when it goes wrong, we say you shite, you're rubbish, and we need to sell you all. <laughs> that's what life as a fan is. <laughs> um, I, I, I think on the top of that, though, we've got to get rid of these shit, short kickoffs and dropouts. We look a right setup. Amateur twats when we do that. We've got the players for it to work now, especially if we do it to Fussy Tua, big Tongan <laughs> on the wing. <laughs> um, as I mentioned earlier, Duncan was supposed to be on the podcast. Here's Duncan's thoughts on Brody Croft. He's the best six in the league, bar none. I think we all agree with that. We're all nodding. He will win Man of Steel and capitulates and catapults us to challenging for honours. Sorry, a class half which in Super League is incredibly hard to find. The first player who is worthy of wearing the number six shirt after the greatest of all time. He will improve the outside backs as they will now get decent service. All round, a quality halfback. We are winning the lot. I agree, Duncan. Reese isn't here because he's in court. He's actually in his honeymoon. I'm on a uh, I'm sure he's having a lovely time driving around America with his uh, beautiful wife, Vanessa. Reese sent in this message because he was going to try and dial in from America, but thought better of it. Or Nessa told him, don't bother. So Reese sent this message in. I think it's clear the club shared our frustration and disappointment with how the season ended. We said on the podcast that we didn't have the confidence in the club to recruit correctly this off-season. I think we have to hold our hands up and apologise because they've done the obvious as well as showing great ambition. 
the spine is now leagues ahead of where it was last season. We have so much more pace. I'm so excited for February already, and I reckon Headingley will be absolutely bouncing for that first home game. I'm interested in the pod's thoughts about where credit goes or who has driven this recruitment. It hasn't been clear who is in control. Cameron, this 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 recruitment that we've seen, that we've spoke of on this podcast, does it feel different to you or does it feel Gary Hetherington or, or Rowan or kind of the club as a whole coming together to say, right, we need to get this right. This is who we need to sign. How do you see it? First, first of all, what I want to say is not only have they done what we all said they needed to do in terms of by Croft, they've gone beyond that by signing somebody like Andy Ackers. They've already yeah. like our expectations were massive, and they already they, they surpassed them in one announcement, no less. If they'd have sorry, if they'd have just announced Brody Croft, this podcast would be the same. We would yeah. still all be on here cooing, purring, saying, oh my God, we've signed Brody Croft. But add Akers to that. It's, it's another level. It's, it, it is a statement of intent. In terms of the recruitment, the, the pressures, as Mark said, then the pressures are now on, on, Rowan, on Rowan to deliver. And he'll know that. Everybody knows that. He's got to deliver now. Mm. I, I, I feel like the, the club at some point at the part way through last season realized this isn't the squad that we want and a lot of those players in the squad were recruited before rowan arrived so you can't really blame him for that now some of the signings that he did make didn't exactly pan out or perhaps were too pro- too too much like project signings but on the flip side of that you know I'm led to believe we had a lot. Of, we had, we had a lot of salary cap issues, so we maybe like this time last year didn't have much room to manoeuvre with people on big contracts. Those people with big contracts who maybe didn't deserve those big contracts have gone now, and it's freed up a lot of that space. I think Gary Everton's the, you know, he's taken. I think he's the one who's taken the initiative and gone. We're spending big money this this winter because you've got to spend money to make money. For the club to be a success off the field, it has to be a success on the field first. Yeah, I agree. And, he, and he's real realised that he's gone and got his big sponsor and he's gone and splashed the cash where he needs to. But what I do believe is that the signings that he's made, the, the Croft and Akers particularly, are two, two, two spine players who, to me, embody Rowan Smith's style of play like you know we know how much rowan smith likes a running halfback well he's gonna go we've, we've gone and got the best running halfback in you know, the world we know that we 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 know that rowan smith prefers a number nine who's not going you know who, who's not going to be a cruise leaving or a brad dwyer who's going to run ragged all the time you know, he's going to be. Akers is a bit more sort of methodical. He's got a running game. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it it's about providing a quality service to, to his to his uh, um, to his halfbacks. Mm-hmm. And you know, so we even though Gary Everton's been been the money behind this, and I feel like pushed for this, he's he's basically pushed for for the kind of transfer targets that fit what Rowan. I th- what I think Rowan's been trying to do, 
and Rowan might have been forced to sort of shop in the bargain aisle, and Gary's gone, gone and gone. Actually, Rowan, I've just gone to big, the most expensive shop there is, and I've just bought you the better version of what what we've been looking for because I've decided <laughs> I bought you a diamond it. ring and a beautiful new handbag to go with it. This is literally this is literally what 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 it is. Look, Gary Everton's shown his faith in Rowan Smith because he's gone and made the signings that Rowan Smith's lead runners need. Agree with they're, that, also good enough, they're good enough signings that if if it don't work out under Rowan Smith, you'd back another coach to still have to success. Yeah. Yeah. How do you see it, Mark? Uh, for me personally, I, I think it's a, a bit of a mixture of things. Yeah. I think the backlash and the fallout from last season has been the wake-up call that the boardroom needed. Um Obviously, like you said before, it's not co coincidence that we've got this mega sponsorship deal. Then we've gone to, you know, we've gone to use that on the pitch where it was needed most, rather than, you know, a shiny new stand or, you know, what I mean, a, a, a nice, you know, corporate toilet or whatever they're going to waste it on. And I, I think it, it would surprise me. I've no, I've no inside knowledge on this. It would surprise me if part of that sponsorship was we're coming in, we're coming in big, but on the back of that, you're going to sort that shit out on the field. And you're yeah, gonna... just going to go hand in hand. Yeah, yes. definitely. Now we'll come in and give you this enormous, you know, groundbreaking, record-breaking sponsorship deal. But exactly, you yeah, have but... to keep your end of the bargain upon the pitch. Exactly, yeah, we're, we're not we're not paying to watch fucking Aiden Caesar. You know what I mean? That's not what we're here I've to do. I've on him already. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Who? <laughs> I know there's a lot of, like, legalese talk and all this stuff in all these sponsorship deals, but when you're talking that amount of money, there's a lot of straight talk as well. Oh, yeah. This is a Leeds company. Run yeah. by a Leeds fan. So there won't be no quaffing fucking, you know, wobbly coffees and shitty whatever fucking champagne breakfast. It'll be a pint of real ale and a straight talking look, Gary. We're gonna give you this cash, but you're gonna go fucking spend it, pal. We are gonna go sign Brody Croft. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna go sign the get a real deal. So I think it's a lot of things. I think it's the boardroom, Gary, the guys at AMT, they've all said, look, this ain't fucking good enough. And not only that, the wheelchair team, the women's, the academy, the scholarships, they're all yeah. they're carrying the club for the last three, four years. You know what I mean? They, they, I know we went to the grand final the year before, but it, yeah. this year really showed it what was a fluke rather than, you know what I mean, rather than something we can build off. So, yeah, it's cool. As Reece says, they deserve credit. They have listened. Yep. They've took it on board. They haven't gone down the route of let, letting rumours slide and they say, oh, well, we tried it. Just, we just want within our, you know, our, our budget. They've gone... We're not saying out, we're not saying out, we're not saying out. Boom, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Staying quiet, staying quiet. Bang, there's two. There you go. I mean, I remember when we signed Lawatita. No one mentioned us in the same sentence as Ali Lawatita until the day we were Eddie holding the shirt up. Until they were announced. We're always going to be St. Ellis or Wigan. That was the only two that were in for him. It was St. Ellis were going to be Wigan. Gareth Ellis, he wanted too much money. Look what happened. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No one, no, Brent Webb were never on radar. Mm. So, this is how we do business. We identify it, we pick them, we go get them. And this is this is what's been needed. It's a kudos to them for doing it. 
But uh, with regards to it being a Rowan Smith rugby league team, it's a Leeds rugby league team for me. The yeah. players fit the Leeds way of playing. Mm -hmm. It's the way Leeds have played for years. Yeah, I go back to watching Gary Schofield, Cliff, yeah. Cliff mm -hmm. Lyons, you know what I mean? Them type of players, Justin Harris. We've always had Maverick halfbacks who could do extraordinary, ordinary positions. You know what I mean? So I understand what Cam's saying about how Roman wants to play at nine and how he likes his sixes to run. But I think the bigger picture is the Leeds Rhinos DNA type of players. But like I said, if Rowan doesn't make it, we could drop a coach and say, look, there you go. You've got, You've got the squad. You come in and get a tune out of them. So that's the 2024 squad for now. We'll put a pin in that one. We did get the 2024 home shirt this week as well. Now, it hasn't, you may have noticed, but they haven't used the word home shirt principle. anywhere. You're right, Cam. They've been using principle. So we've all kind of jumped on it as if this is, it probably is. I'm putting two and two together. I might be getting five. Um, for those who haven't seen it, I'm just pretty sure everybody watching this or listening to this has. It's a predominantly white shirt, white in the chest, and it has the traditional blue and amber sleeves, obviously on the right and left-hand side. Um, Cam, what did you think when you first saw this principal shirt? For some reason, I knew beforehand it was going to be white. I just knew, I just had a feeling there was going to be a lot of white on the shirt. No idea why, but yeah, I just, I just sort of had a feeling. You got your wish. But, yeah, I did, and I, I, I love it. I know there's been some complaints that we shouldn't wear white as our, you know, main kit. Uh, to them, I say maybe it's a good omen because last time we did that, we won grand final. Won grand final, but I just, I just love the de the design. I, I love the fact that the sleeves have got that really sort of traditional um, element. So it, you know, there's enough tradition on there for me. But the white, I just feel like it makes it pop. I, I just, I really, I am really in love with the design. One thing I would maybe slightly preferred is if the shorts had been predominantly blue rather than white. I feel like that could have been a really nice mm. look because then the white sort of becomes just like the middle section of us the shirt is yeah. still a blue and amber a blue and amber kit then you know predominantly but yeah no i i really love it and i think the whole i just got to you know pay respect to the the, the club for how they've managed all of this to be honest they um they kept us waiting but that was kind of a good thing because they just increased the interest in it from you know from in the kit and in the signings every day that we had to wait the interest just went up and up and up and up yeah. they did they did the kit and everyone was like yeah well where's the signings and the signings come and and now if you're a bit 50 50 but same with the season ticket if you're a bit 50 50 about buying kit you probably have bought the kit today and got six croft on back yeah you know they did a special and i, I i'm not afraid to say i did this deal you know, I bought the kit today sick soft on the back because of the, the deal that's our offer. <laughs> of you know, course. I bet Laurie's boy already as well. <laughs> it's you know, it's it's been been managed to a T mm. all of this. The signings uh, even uh, when we announced Momorowski, like everyone was thinking it you know, it's it's Croft and it but it wasn't Croft, it's still a big signing, but it just it increased the anticipation for, for, the what, we, hype. for yeah. what we were, we were going to get. 
Mm. Mm. Um, Ginny says in our comments that they love the shirt. Dave says, it's an okay shirt, but it's an away shirt. Paul says, wasn't impressed when I saw the shirt. It's starting to grow on me now. Mark, what are your thoughts on this new shirt? Um, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I don't overly love it. I don't hate it, but it's not my least favourite shirt of all time. It's a bit meh for me. I do like the white shirt, but for me, been an old fart. White's always been a way for Leeds. Yeah. Um, it does look like, for me, from my own point of view, it looks like it's a training T-shirt with home sleeves stuck sewn onto it. Mm. But I, I, there's, there's been shirts in the past that I want to keen on, but they've grown on me over the season. Uh, I completely agree with Cameron how they've gone about the launch, Amazing. the announcements with the players, the sponsorship. I think they're, they're back on the rear game this off-season so far. So, again, credit to the club. Credit to how that's been managed, how it's been uh, announced, and how they've gone about that. But for me, it's... Uh, I do... I think the principal thing, I think it's just more or less because we have that many shirts now. We've got a yeah. millennium shirt. We've got five more. We've got a on Wednesday. You know, we've, we've got an away shirt. We've, we'll have one of these proper thinking out the box. Someone's been sick on it shirt. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll keep cheering them out. They'll keep cheering them out. We've all got a choice. We have a buy it or we don't. Yeah, uh, it's as simple as that. You, you can, if you like it, buy it. If you don't like it, don't buy it. For me, it's not a mare for me. It's a bit mare. But then again, who wants to see a fifty-one-year-old fat lad walking around in a white shirt with, you know, with, with gravy stains down it? You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let the young guns like Cameron buy them up and have Croft on the back and whatnot and enjoy it. But Make a mind. It, I think it's even mare for me. I really don't like it. But um, that's just me. But I think Oxen peaked, and I've said this before on the podcast, in, with the 2022 home shirt. That is that for Oxen. I cannot see them getting a better home shirt than that. Now, I I liked last year's shirt as well. I did for a bit of a, a twist on on the traditional things. But I've said this before. But now that we've had this white shirt, whenever they do go back to the traditional kind of band with the blue and amber, it'll look amazing because we've had that time away when they do bring it back. There probably will be a blue and amber shirt this year. I don't know. But I agree with what you've both said as well. The launch looked stylish. Stylish. It looked slick. It had the women's side involved, the wheelchair side, Legion United involved. It had everything about it felt enormous. It felt bigger than any other promo that I've seen from any Super League club ever. But it felt more like a football club type marketing launch. And I know I made fun of James Donaldson being in it earlier, but the whole involving the whole city kind of angle was um was fantastic. What would you rate the shirt out of ten, Cameron? Nine. Wow, um, that is very on- high. On your comment about the 2022 shirt be, being the best, I, I think I agree with you. I do love that shirt. But to me, this is like the perfect sort of... Because you still got the blue and amber bands on the sleeves. Yes. It's like, for me, it's like I get that shirt again, but with like a twist to it. Kind of That's kind of like what I was hoping for. I was like, let's go back to that colour palette, but add a bit of white 
maybe they've added too much white for some people, but for me, I just it feels like the perfect follow-on from from that. Mark, what would you give this? What would you rate this shirt out of ten? Um, six. Six. But that, that's just my personal preference. Though it'll sell, it. It'll sell. It will sell. Oh, well. Especially now, Croft's wearing it. Like with Croft and the Hackers, Miller. That looks old. Yeah, that looks old. It's going to be one of the biggest, I think, sellers just for that alone. Done a deal today to launch it as well. Um, I'm with you with the large video, Eddie. I thought, it was, I thought it was brilliant. I did. It were like you say, it had a bigger. It wasn't just this is Leeds Rhinos, Leeds Rugby League, our traditions. This is we Leeds. Yeah. Everything yeah. about this club. We see, you know, we see uh, Jordy at wheelchair. We saw Caitlin Beavers. We saw yeah. Castle. You know, we see Jermaine Beckford. All these, all these big icons of Leeds in that shirt, and, and I love that. I love that involvement. Now, I agree that the club is recognising that it's not just the first, the first men, the first team men's team. The club is much bigger now. The work yeah. the women have done, the wheel. You know how I feel about the women's team and the yeah. academy. The wheelchair uh, guys and girls on there, so yeah, it, it's it's that the launch has got a big twelve out of ten for me. It's I agree. An excellent bit of marketing, and like Cameron says, the constant teasers of Croft and you yeah. know the way they, they kept us on the end of the string, you know, pulling away like give us more, give us more. It worked everything to a T. So full, full credit and hats off to the. Did you notice? I picked up on it now looking back. When it wasn't Croft, it wasn't disappointed. No. You know what I mean? Oh, it's not oh, it's Paul it's Bobrovsky. Oh, 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 oh wow. And you think, oh, yeah, good signing, good signing. But where's Croft? Where's Croft? But you're not disappointed. No. No. Yeah. We have, the first thing we spoke about on this podcast was Paul Momorowski. Yeah. And in our own winning centre. That was the, the first subject that we thought was the smallest subject was the club signing and NRO winning. Center that kind of proves where we are. The side, the side of the Miller, it's you know, it, it seems like months and months and months ago. Yeah, <laughs> I it, that to me, that Miller could go down as the best signing we made this season. Mm. I know we're all in on, on Croft and he's the biggest signing and he might be the best very well, but to me, there's a good chance that we're here in 12 months' time going, Bloody hell, Miller, Miller's best player, Miller's in, amazing in, man, it's super, super, super League. Um, before we, I mean, I assume we're about to 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 wrap up the podcast. Correct. But before before we do, I I do I do want to say that I do I do feel like this is the start of somewhat special for, for Leeds, and that you got you know, right. I, I know Rowan Smith's got his doubters, and I know one of one of them's in this um, in this podcast with me. And you know that's you know you you maybe we should you should doubt him you should always have a doubt over over somebody until they prove to you that they can can win. But mm. I do feel like Rowan Smith wants the Leeds DNA because he said it before in the past about the way he wants to play. And I and I just Gary Everton clearly trusts him. I've just got a really good feeling about this season, and I and I think Rowan, but more importantly, those big signings. Will will deliver, and it's just nice to see the club acting like a big club again. That that launch shows it. We're finally like we've stopped messing around. People, we've pulled his fingers out. The coach, the the CEO, the sponsorships, everyone's just gone enough. 
we're a big club, we're the biggest club in Super League. We're going to act like it. You know, Phil Daly as well, uh, give him a shout out for because he'll be the one behind the, the launch. Absolutely yes, 10 out of 10 from everyone at the club. Fair play. You know, yeah. And, you know, credit to them. And I, I'm certain that next year is going to, and not just next year, 25 and 26. I, I'm certain. Back to back trouble. Yeah, yeah. I'm certain. <laughs> I'm certain they're going to be big years, and I, and I do think, you know, Rowan Rowan Smith will 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 put the doubters to rest. And if he don't, I still think we'll we'll do all right anyway. Well, have, like Mark said earlier, we'll have the we'll certainly have the squad there. Yeah, we've got the squad. Any yeah. coach to jump in and, I mean. and get a tune out of him. Mark, thank you very much for for joining us and coming on. You'll be to echo what Cameron said. It's definitely a line in the sand moment, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, you remember where you were at end of 2023? We thought we're in the shit, and then six, we seven look- later, we're like we're back. Yeah, we might look back at this season as the most one of the most important in our recent history because it know. was the mo- moment we all said enough. The fans did it, but so did the club, which is more important. All on the same page, Cameron. Yeah, thanks a lot. We'll see you in 2024, Mark. Thanks a lot. We'll see you in 2024. We do live stream all of our podcasts on our YouTube channel. If you just search the Lot Pod or at the Lot Pod on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. You'll be notified every time we go live with our podcasts on whatever device you choose to watch us on. We're not sure when we're going to pop up now because for us, officially as a podcast, we are over. We probably will pop up with podcasts similar to this and maybe a mailbag throughout the season. We're not covering the England versus Tonga series. We're having a bit of a breather. I know the guys over at the Loose Forward podcast, which I'm pretty sure people listening to this will be aware of the Loose Forward podcast. I know those guys are covering England versus Tonga. So head over there to them for any for all their podcasts and their reviews of those games. We'll see you whenever there's an update or something big lead Rhinos to talk about. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next time. Take care. Cheers, boys. Cheers.